All right, how's it going? Welcome to a brand new episode of Bronx Bombers Beat. I am Nate Shelton. Excited to jump in and talk to you about everything Yankees baseball this week. A very successful 5-1 week for the team. Winning a series against the Rays and splitting two games with the Washington Nationals. A couple highlights being Domingo Herman's first victory of the season as he has taken over Jordan Montgomery's spot in the rotation. Well, who was out with Tommy John surgery? It was a four to three victory for Domingo Herman. First pitch of the game, he gave up a solo home run, settled in, struck out ten. Glaber Torres, the rookie second baseman who is just lighting up the major leagues, possible rookie of the year, and even some buzz about MVP candidacy. But I think it's safe to say that J.D. Martinez and Mike Trout are running away with that right now. He did hit a three-run home run to give the Yankees a lead. It was a moonshot to the left field bleachers. Great victory for the team there. Also, with Misahiro Tanaka being out with his hamstring injury, the Yankees called up double-A pitcher Jonathan Loisiga. Hard to pronounce name. And evidently through his career, he teammates have decided to call him Lasagna. Hey, since his heart name is so hard to pronounce, he's accepted his last name is now Lasagna. But he got called up, skipped AAA, came right up from AA against the Tampa Bay Rays, pitched solid ball for five innings, shutout, victory for him. Kind of a unique situation to have a pitcher come from AA to pitch straight in the major leagues. It was the Tampa Bay Rays, so hitters aren't quite as... Scary, I guess, in their lineup, but still, you got to hand it to them coming up, skipping a step in the minors and facing a major league team to settle in and pitch the way he did was very impressive. So, give kudos to him on his victory. It was the first time the Yankees had back to back pitchers win their major league starts, first major league starts since 2007. So, a notable thing for those two young guys and hope to see more from them in the future. Um, Didier Gregorius broke out of his, I think it's safe to say he broke out of his month-long slump this week. He had three home runs, batted 317, had four stolen bases, and scored nine runs. Of course, for the month of May, he had a total of four hits. This month, June is being seems to be doing a lot better for him. Couple other guys that have seemed to be breaking out of slumps. Gary Sanchez, who has been mired in just one of the strangest slumps you've ever seen. He's, most people consider him the pure, most pure hitter in the lineup. He finally kind of broke out of his slump with a three run double on Friday to help seal the victory for the Yankees. And on Saturday, hit a solo home run. So it seems to be. Getting off the schneid there with his the slump that he was in. Still batting a measly 191, but now that things seem to be running into form, see if he can continue that this next week. They get him and Greg Bird, who also came to kind of snumped up, excuse me, snapped out of his slump. He's been called up from AAA since his foot surgery or before the season started. Hadn't really been able to get going, but this week he had a home run, had a double, and also a single with a couple walks mixed in. So he seems to be finding his batting eye. 
get those two guys going in the lineup, and this offense is going to be even more frightening, which is something to say considering the team is 46-20 and 20 already. The bullpen this month has also been lights out and looking like the bullpen the Yankees were expecting. Went 27 two-thirds innings without giving up a run. Have only given up two runs this month so far. They have a 1.68 ERA, and Chapman has just been on another level this year. 20 saves. Even with tendonitis in his knee, he just continues to throw lights out. Even hitting a new high with his fastball, I think, routinely hitting 102 miles an hour with that heater. It just... Absolutely untouchable. Dylan Batances, who struggled for most of the first month and a half of the season, has finally found his groove again, and he has become untouchable. So just so many big arms in that bullpen. If the Yankees have a lead, it's just over once the bullpen jumps in. A couple of rumors floating around, starting pitching-wise with the Yankees, down two starting pitchers. A lot of buzz this week with the Yankees playing the Mets that the Yankees would try to get starting pitcher Jacob DeGrom from the team since the Mets are kind of calling the season a wash. Rumors that they might trade Jacob DeGrom and Noah Snyder guard. A lot of people saying that the Yankees could possibly throw in Glaber Torres to get Jacob DeGrom, but uh, Brian Cashman thought otherwise this week. When somebody asked him about it, he said, why would I trade Glaber? I mean, I have to walk around in this town. Come on. So, safe to say that he is not going anywhere anytime soon. Hal Steinbrenner, the owner, did say, though, that with starting pitching the need, that this next trade is going to hurt the Yankees. Prospect-wise, he likes the guys a whole lot, the young guys a whole lot, but if they want to get the pitcher they want, this trade is going to hurt. So the Yankees will probably have to part with a couple guys that have become fan favorites. A lot of people thinking Clint Frazier could be part of that. Also, Brandon Drury, who is stuck in the minor leagues now that he has lost his starting job to Miguel Andahar, who is not going to give up that position anytime soon, it looks like. So you have a major league ready third baseman sitting in the minors and an outfielder in AAA also who is stuck due to the odd man out and a four-man rotation in that outfield. So those are two possible candidates to get an arm. Some other names that could possibly be in the mix for the Yankees starting pitching-wise, J.A. Happ from the Blue Jays, who are unfortunately stuck in the AL East and 32-38. and 38. So they will most likely be dealers at the trade deadline. Also, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, could possibly target Marco Estrada, who's been a very solid pitcher. In fact, Saturday, he outpitched Max Scherzer in a victory for the Blue Jays. So... He's a very nice change-up and kind of a different arm for the Yankees in that respect. Of course, everybody seems to want Madison Bumgarner from the Giants. A lot of that depends on how their season goes, if they are in contention or not come the trade deadline. They did have a 
major setback with Evan Longoria breaking his finger. He'll be out for two months, so see how that plays out. Um, again, if they do want to get Madison Mumgarner and target him, that will cost a hefty sum, so Yankee fans ought to be prepared to give up some players that you really like um, and accept that if you want to win, that's the cost of winning. Cole Hamels has been another arm that has been rumored. Kind of fallen off on the back burner with that one. He was heavily talked about early on, but seems to not be another guy that they might target. The market itself is kind of weak. Um, if you want a really elite arm, you're going to have to pay a lot. So we'll see what the Yankees do. They do definitely have the farm system to do something elite. So that's what Casper has been working for the last couple of years with his trades, especially with Chapman and Andrew Miller building up that farm system. So we'll see which direction they go. It'll be interesting how they do that in the next month or so, if not sooner, especially with Tanaka on the DL. Um, some notes around the AL East. Of course, I'll look at the standings first. The Yankees are currently sitting in first place. That horse race that they're having with the Red Sox this season, they are now half a game up. They were a game back a couple days ago, but with the Red Sox losing a couple games to the Mariners, the Yankees have reclaimed that lead. They are 46-20, and 20, Red Sox 48-23. and 23. If you're wondering about the game discrepancy there, the Yankees, of course, missed two games due to rainout. They will make up one, I'm sorry, three games due to rainouts. They will make up one today against the Washington Nationals, a suspended game that hasn't been finished yet, and another game that was washed out the next day. Tampa Bay sitting in third place, 32-38. and 38. They are 16 games back, so obviously this is a two-team race, and everybody else is just getting a participation trophy this year, which is kind of was the thought as the season started. The Toronto Blue Jays also 32-38. and 38. They are 16 games back as well. And Baltimore, who's going nowhere fast, sitting at 19 and 50. They've lost nine in a row. They're 28 and a half games out in June. They're just, I believe they're wanting to set the record for mediocrity, which of course belongs to the New York Mets when they first came into the league. Uh, some notes about the team. Boston, they got Mookie Betts back, but it was kind of an odd week for them. They split a series with the Detroit Tigers, who are respectable, but not on the Red Sox level. Then they lost a series at home to the Chicago White Sox, who have only won 24 games. So Boston, the city of Boston is a little on edge as we speak right now. So Tampa Bay, who you know, is kind of fuddling around and around 500 are now down to two starting pitchers. Chris Archer recently went on the DL. So they have three spots in the rotation right now that are being manned by the bullpen. And as you can imagine, that's going to tax the bullpen immensely. So no timetable on when Archer will be back, but they do have Nathan Avaldi to fill a second spot, who, if that name sounds familiar to Yankee fans, 
He was acquired way back, uh, two or three years ago, I believe, and never really amounted to anything. He had Tommy John surgery and was eventually released. But he did get a, a win this week for the Tampa Bay Rays, so good to see him back and in the majors. Toronto, as I said, they're going to be possibly be dealers around the trade deadline, see if they move some pitchers and possibly Josh Donaldson, their all-star third baseman. Uh, Baltimore, again, like I said, is 19-50. Just, uh, I mean, everything that can go wrong with this team has possibly gone wrong. Chris Davis, their all-star slugger, can't hit. He has now been benched for the foreseeable future, according to Buck Walter. Um, definitely, they're going to be making some moves. Probably Zach Britton, the all-star closer, and Darren O'Day, their lights-out setup man. Also, of course, you know Manny Machado. He's going to be shopped around as well, possibly going to Philadelphia or to someone else in the National League. He definitely will not be sent to anywhere in the American League where, they, where that could hurt them for years to come. Uh, some things coming up this week for the Yankees. They will have, like I said, the conclusions of that series against the Nationals coming up Monday. And then, of course, the big series against the Seattle Mariners is a surprise team in the American League right now, just taking off their astounding 20 games over 500. That's going to be... A very great matchup out in New York. They got some decent pitching with Jen Paxton and Felix Hernandez, who has been so-so this year. He pitched His last start, he lost a 2-1 decision to the Red Sox. By far his best start of the season. So we'll see if the Yankees can win that series and keep their lead on the American League East. It could be a possible wild-card matchup also coming in the postseason, which... When you think about it, you have the Yankees at 46 and 20, the Red Sox at 48 and 23. One of those teams who will not win the division, so they will be have to play that one game wild card in to get into the postseason, which you think just can't possibly be right since the team is probably going to be close to 100 wins, if not over 100. A 100 win team could have their whole season depend on one. Wild card game, but it's the way baseball wants it. That puts more of a premium on winning that division, so you don't have to face that one game playing game. So, like I said, it could be a possible playoff matchup for the Yankees and the Mariners. It'd be exciting to watch, see if the Mariners really are the real deal, or whether the Yankees will tame that tiger and show teams who is really the dominant team. In the American League. That's going to do it for this episode of Bronx Bombers Beat. Thanks for tuning in. And I look forward to speaking to you next week.